Hello, this is a different um, episode of Up and All Ours, the podcast. We're doing it on behalf of a QPR fan who's no longer with us, who passed away, sadly, over Christmas. And um, his name was Ed McBearty, and he was a good friend of Ian McCulloch. And Ian's joined us now to tell us all about his um, much-loved and much-missed pal. You all right, Ian? I'm very well, Paul. Thank you for having me on. Uh, very long time I've been on this podcast, so uh, thank you. You're more than welcome anytime. Even if you did go and get your own, we don't mind. We're all family. No, but like for those who didn't know, tell us actually the tragic events that happened to poor old Ed. Yeah, well, uh, you know, um, I think it's been really well documented. Um, I mean, I, I wrote a piece about him on the QBR program, just about who he is and how I know him, what he meant to me, etc. But for those who didn't get a chance to read that, uh, I sat in the stand bowl stand in the right by the corner flag in the R block and um, fairly recognisable because he usually was wearing a, a fez and uh, managed for all those around him to kind of start wearing fezes as well. And he sort of the uh, self-proclaimed leader of the fez brigade and, um, you know, a season ticket holder of many years at, at QPR and um, we've known each other since we were like seven years, seven, eight years of age. Um, went wow. to primary school together, uh, grew up in North Alt and, you know, North Alt is a huge QPR stronghold. In, in North Alt, you, you sport QPR, QPR reserves or or, or Chelsea. That's um, yeah. either, that's sort of where it is. And, um, but anyway, so, but in the job I do at West London Sport, um, Obviously, I'm up and down the country quite a lot, and um, due to train strikes and a lot of midweek fixtures and that, I I tend to do drive through a lot of the away games, and Aid would would come with me generally, um, uh, getting his loyalty points up, and you know, because someone that she had a journey with, and uh, he was due to come with me to Preston um, just before Christmas, Neil Critchley's first match in charge, and um, and. Um, anyway, he, he decided against it sort of the last minute because you know it was, he did a bit of man flu and QPR not playing great and um, the weather was freezing cold, so um, he, he gave it a swerve and instead he went to watch it on a red button in a in a pub in Hamwell. And um, and his last words to me were well, he rung me on when I was on the way out the M6 and his last words were um, well they're bound to win because I I ain't going. And then um, so sure enough he did and it was just a case of. Um, he he went out with uh, Chris and Will, two young lads that he's taken under his wing, so to speak. Who sit next to him, right by the um, in the R block, and have joined the Fraser Brigade. Um, and they went to watch the the game on the red button in a in a pub in Hamwell, and then went out in celebration and went to another pub and met some other friends of ours. And you know, sadly on that on that night, he left to go home and and collapsed and the cardiac arrest and unfortunately uh passed away so you know it was a huge shock to all of us um i actually found out i was heading back to i lived in many of you know i lived in australia for, for 10 years and we were heading back out there just for christmas just to catch up with family and friends and what have you and um i got the, the message when i was sort of at the gate at heathrow waiting to fly out it was like the kind of 
you know, a complete bolt from the blue and a huge shock. And um, yeah, it's just um, very hard to take in what happened. And um, yeah, it's just someone I've known all my life. And the reason I support KVR is because of because of him. Um, I'm actually from a little confession. I'm from a family of Arsenal fans. And um, no one's perfect. I, um, <laughs> You know, my man's from North London and, you know, he, he's, um, they're all, his side of the family are all Arsenal. Um, and um, he's going to be about six or seven. The cute guys team under Terry Venables were, you know, very um, exciting and sexy and, you know, cute got a great kit. And um, he basically bullied me into supporting QPR. <laughs> He's a wise man. And what, and what a wise choice that has been. I gave up supporting Arsenal and now it's, what, seven points clear at the top of the Premier League to, 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 to throw my lot in my QPR. But I wouldn't change it for the minute. And, you know, some of the most memorable days I've had, you know, in my life have been sort of watching QPR with him up down the country and, um, you know, a huge character, a great man. And, um, yeah, loved an away day. Loved an away day. And there's numerous stories I can no doubt regale you about some of the trips away, which, you know, sort of sum up the man, you know. The one that will always stick out is the a trip to Chesterfield. All right. And um, it was in the league, it league one then? Well, yeah. all Division Two, but yeah. The old Division Two. And um, Rangers won 3-2. And I had this thing where he, he loved... Nothing better than he's a big guy, and um, he'd love nothing better than going to some northern away ground. And he'd walk up to the kids' entrance and just stand there and just say, Yeah, I'm 12, and just look at them. And they go, All right, then and he'd hand over a fiver and walk in, and he'd be proud of himself. And he had a little list of all the clubs that he'd managed to knock <laughs> or going in the kids' entrance. And one of them was Chesterfield that day, and um, and so we're there and we're it was a game, uh, QPR won 3-2. And um, I can't remember, he was, I think, Danny Shittu. Uh, I think QPR were 2-1 down and Danny Shittu scored of a header. And we were on that terrace away beyond the goal. And it was right before Christmas and everyone's going mad, celebrating. And I remember Aid shouting at the um, at the steward on the pitch. When we get the winner, I'm going on the pitch. I'm on the pitch. I'll be on the pitch. I will be on the pitch. And then I think you might be Matthew Rose sort of slotted home a winner sort of 10 minutes from time. And there we are celebrating. Everyone's going mad. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? We look down and there he is. He's got two coppers pinned his arms behind his back and he's been led around the pitch. And as he's been led around the pitch, he walks in front of the QPR dugout and Ian Holloway standing there going, well done, son. Well done. That's the kind of passion we want. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he managed to um, go into a police room and they sort of read some charge thing at him, which he kind of dismissed. And um, in the end, they realised, just let him go. And they released him and um, he just walked straight back into the ground and then sat in front of the director's box, standing there with his QPR flag. Or his scarf, kind of stand there taunting all the Ch- Chesterfield fans, and <laughs> that's the kind of bloke he was. He was, you know, I'm painting him out like he sounds some absolute lunatic, but you know, he's he's just cute off through and through, and um, yeah, it's um, a huge loss. 
I don't think you're pretty much being it um, to be to be in that. I think what you're trying doing well is tell us what he was like. I mean, and that I mean, listen, we don't follow the odds for the glory, and sometimes it's a bit like Tommy Collins and all these characters that you know yeah. people know and love, and and you know that's what makes a club different and special and wonderful yeah. in equal measures. And you know, I love that. Sort of, I love them stories. I mean, you know, let's face it. There's a lot of times we've gotten down the country and only be memorable for. A, B, or C, but normally it was some daft thing happening at the ground or someone like that. I mean, I went to Norwich with Ed this year because I didn't know him that well. I met him, I'm not going to claim to, but what a character. Within three seconds of knowing him, I felt I knew him all my life. He mm. told me where his family was from in Ireland, when he went over there, who he met, what he did. I think on the way to Norwich, we learned about 10 different stories of what he did at, at going to Ireland, and his, his lad Liam was with him and stuff, and we had the right crack. And, um, you know, and I think he had, a, he had a lot of love for the Republic of Ireland team as well. So we we talked about that. And, yeah, I can I can see why you warm would be the word I'd describe because I didn't know him from Adam. Ian. Mm. I know he listened to the podcast and, I, I, you know, I thank him for that because it's nice that people come up and say, like, I listen to the podcast, I really like it. It's decent. And um, and then he, he, he just was mad as a hatter. He just had those conversations just a bit like me, he just went from one topic to another. Yeah, and you'd you'd always come into the conversation. Well, I was saying this to Ian, and I was saying that, and I was doing this, and I was doing that, and he loved Ranger. I think what came out is how much he loved the club. It was, you know, it, I think one of the things where he remembered everything by what happened to QPR in his mm. life. That's what he was saying to me, yeah. you know. And uh, that's the sign of a good man. He is, and you know, both he's got all his three children are regulars at QPR, and his two girls, Lily and Connie, and it's you know heartbreaking for them at the moment but he's got them in a season ticket holders and they're in the, that little corner of the, the the r block and but it's he had this thing about i mean he's a chef by profession and um you know he's worked in some some really good places but you, you know chefing's a really tough profession and you know weekends and long nights and that and so he, he kind of as his girls were getting a little bit sort of older he, he scaled back and he's working um as a head chef at primary schools all right and, it really is. and he had this great thing i mean the messages i've had from people he worked with just the, the character but but he loved he loved the kids and messing around with the kids and so he'd do things where he'd be serving dinner and the kid would walk up and he'd go who'd you support chelsea he'd go you're not having any lunch then. <laughs> next can't do that you got to say you are. There's only one team in West London. I'm not doing that. Okay, not having any lunch then. Next, who do you support? Fulham. I'll give you a little bit because no one hates Fulham. <laughs> um, you Brentford. Oh, okay. You're appreciative friendly, aren't you? What are you going to say to me, Chelsea? You still moaning? All right, all right, all right. There's only one team in West London. You are. Good boy. Good boy. There you go. It wasn't hard, was it? And that's what he did. And like, he had this relationship with all the kids, and they they do kind of abuse him and never keep it. I lost on that. And that just sort of, that's the sort of bloke he was. He was just a funny, funny man. And um, I remember his stag weekend, actually. We, we ended up at Sheffield um, and it was that Hill, the Hillsborough game where Rangers got promoted. Oh, God. Now, I'm I'm assuming a lot of people will have the DVD of that, that season. Yeah. And at the end of that game, Phil Parry of Radio London, he's, he's doing the commentary on that, on that game. And, it was AIDS stag weekend and his brother, Andy, bought him this pink girls QPR t-shirt that he had to wear. Now, AIDS is a big guy, and but he was like about eight sizes too small for him. 
and so sort of come up just above his sort of halfway up his belly. Midriff. Um, yeah, midriff belly. And if you remember all that game, everyone load of people ran on the pitch and Aid was one of them on the pitch. And there's his commentary Fair. of um Phil Parry just saying, and there's a big fat man on his pitch with a pink t-shirt on and his belly's hanging out. No one needs to see that, do they? And that was sort <laughs> of that was sort of him. And um yeah, the crack and I'll say what you know, away days, you, you your time as a football fan, you 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 remember them from away days. There's no more home than that, but it's like the obviously the old Trafford game on, on New Year's Day. Um now he was supposed to come to that game, but he didn't make it. And um because it was New Year's Day and he'd had a you know a, a big night the night before, and I think there'd been an incident with a car or something. And um anyway, um and so we were on the bus. Um, the coach is outside Loftus Road waiting to go up to Manchester. And I think I think it was a five o'clock kickoff from memory. Yeah, um, it was lit. And we're all sitting there on the bus. And this is pre-mobile phone days, so we didn't know where he was. And um, they're all desperate to go. And I sort of begged Daphne, Daphne Biggs, can you just hang on, my mate? He is coming, he's coming, he's coming. And God bless Daphne. She waited like an extra 20 minutes. And yeah. um, he never made it. But what happened was he managed to get our mate, other mate, out of bed and made him drive down to QBR. And they got, they were driving down South Africa Road as the coaches were pulling out to go on the A40. And yeah. he made our mate follow him, follow the coaches. And I think they got as far as Oxford on the M40 and lost them. And he, my mate just went, I ain't going any further. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so he missed our QBR's greatest ever away display of 4-1 women at Old Trafford and people will say to him did you go to Old Trafford and he'll say yeah I've got a ticket I never I never made it to the ground but I've got a ticket and he'd keep his ticket in his wallet and just say yeah I was nearly there I was nearly there <laughs> almost almost nearly there but Tell you what, that's a, that's the sort of thing that I would. <laughs> I mean, that's mad, isn't it? You, you can't get to the good Oxford. He follows the coach that far. You're thinking, you might as well just carry. What else are you going to be doing on New Year's Day? I, I blame his friend. Well, in fairness to his friend, our friend uh, Jason Curran, it was. Um, I think the following year, he kept. He wouldn't let him forget about it, and he made him. They were up in Leicester on a night out, and stayed in Leicester visiting some mates of ours at a uni up there. And he made him drive from Leicester to Newcastle. Oh, that's cruel. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's, that's gone too far. Oh, emotionally backmail him all the way up there. And uh, they won that day as well. We, we, the Rangers won 2 1. I think Les scored two. Um, yeah, and Stage Girls had the penalty in the last minute, I think. I remember it. Yeah, Is it? Won 2 1. So he got, he got his own back um, in, in that respect. But mm. was he a QPR fan as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right then. Imagine if he wasn't, they'd be raging. Like, oh, do you know what? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was weird because God, it's, it's one of them weird things, Ian, because I was scrolling through Facebook, as you know, and I saw the message and I, I, I messaged you straight away. It's always difficult to know what to say in these things, but it, it's almost, you must have been staggered because even I just didn't know it that well. Obviously, nowhere near as close as you. I've seen him a few times to train with yourself, had a long chat with a good crack, um, text each other a couple of times. But, what a character! What what 
and to be hit like that out of the blue, you must have been everyone must have been devastated because that's a that's a huge hit for the kids. It's horrible. Yeah, it, it has, and I, I have to say that the, I've had people come up to me um, at Reading at game on Saturday. Um, I've had messages sent to me on social media. I think there was a thread about Adrian on um, Love for Words. You know, he'd been following QBR for, you know, over 40 years. Um, and because of the, the person he was and the type of person he was, that everyone sort of knew him. It was a very kind of... Yeah. Even if you didn't know him, you sort of knew who he was, it seems. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it kind of... Um, yeah, it's a very it's been a very difficult time for so many of us, and because of Christmas and um, what have you, and you know, time scheduling with the crematorium, the, the funeral, we still haven't had the funeral. The funeral was not until February the third, um, so Friday week. So it's been, you know, a very difficult time for his mom and his kids and that. The, the wait between, you know, waiting to lay him to rest. Um, so it's been it's been a, a really tough time, and I think you know just for the the gang of us that you know we've been going to QBR together for years, and um, I mean the Luton game was a very, very difficult night because that was the first game back at Lotus Road after he passed, and I think you know for all of them the result was irrelevant really. It was just looking down and where he sat, and he's not there, um, you know, because you could usually if you couldn't see him, you could hear him. He usually giving. You know the linesman, you know, plenty of stick on that that side of the ground, and um, you know he kind of enjoyed that that side of things. Where you know, I mean, he quite enjoyed the fact that the linesman gave him a bit of stick back last year. He thought that was quite funny. I can't remember what game it was, but he's given the linesman a bit, and you know, the linesman sort of turned around and gave him a bit back, and you know, that's how he was. He was he, he was just full of fun. He was just a very funny. Um, you know, character. There was no no malice, narcissism in it at all. He, you know, he was the biggest piss taker going. Um, you know, if you knew him, he was generally taking the piss out of you about something, something you were wearing, something you said. You know, he, he had a, he, you know, it was quite funny. We were in the um, after the Swansea game, we went to the into the the New Adelaide and. We were laughing because he's a pub he would never go in because he had a thing about pubs that had fairy lights on the wall. Okay. So, you, you know, he was, you know, very much a shepherd and flock man. That was where he liked to go. Um, you know, it showed horse racing. That was his sort of, he shared his passion for horse racing was sort of on par with QBR. Um, and, um, yeah, and like, you know, really those, I mean, I'm going to Hull on the train on Saturday for that game for work and, um, he generally would come with me. We actually share a rail card, all right. Yeah, um, you know, to get the money off the fares and that to go yeah, up two together. Generally. One, you know, we were up at Blackburn together on a train earlier this season. Um, so it's my first away game, really, where he, you know, ready and he, he would have been at that. But the whole game will be there'll be a tough day Saturday because he should be with me. We should be going up together and you know, having a couple of cans on the way home and you know, talking about the game. So it's, but I mean, it, it's. You know that's that's a very selfish kind of approach for me, but you know my thoughts are more about his his, his three kids at the minute because you know they're doing it very hard and um yeah it's a tough time it's a tough time but you know as I say the, the QBR family I know it's a horrible cliche and a bit 
um, you know, a little bit naff, maybe to keep the old family at that term, but it, it's it no, really it's, has been. It, re it really has been. There's sort of you know people coming up to me and but on the Luton game, there's people going up to Liam and really is you know his his uh, eldest son and eldest daughter just sort of offering their condolences and it meant so much. It really does. It, it's, it's been um, you know a real outpouring on, on his behalf, and you know we're going to all miss him very much. It's um. It's not quite going to be the same going to QBR with him not there. Because um, he was always there. <laughs> yeah, he'll still always be there, Ian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always. I mean, they, they they don't leave us, mate. They stay with us. Mm. And that's that's the beauty of it. When you say it's it's enough thing to keep your family, I know what you mean, but it's not. It's it, it, Listen, we, we are that kind of club, aren't we? We're a family mm. and we all know each other. And, and, you know, even when we fall in and we fall out like families do, we're always there for each other. I'm so pleased that fans have been able to go up to his family and, and, and show the support. But there's hopefully going to be some money raised for the children, isn't there? There's, 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 um, is it GoFundMe? Or... There, there is, yeah. There's a, there's a GoFundMe um, account that's been set up just for, um, for his kids, really. Um, some, some support for them they'll receive when they're, they're 18. And, you know, there's been some amazing support already from people that, I know QPR fans have never met him that have donated and it, every every single penny has been so gratefully received. Um there's a I mean the GoFundMe, it's on my on my Twitter bio, Ian Mac08. It's pinned tweet there. That's the um the link to the account. So anything you could give for Liam, Lily Connie would be, you know, hugely, you know, appreciated by by his family. Um and also, I mean, if you're wise enough not to be on Twitter, you can go into Google and just uh, go to GoFundMe, uh, Aid McBrady, A-D-E-M-C-B-R-E-A-R-T-Y. Um, and, um, you know, anything you can give to, to help these these kids have lost their dads, um, you know, it would be a, a, an amazing thing. And, um, and, uh, and anyone who's donated already, I'd like to just, on behalf of his family, just offer my... My thanks, and um, yeah, it's 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 been a very difficult time. But it's you know we, we're trying to. I mean, I'm doing the eulogy for for his, for his funeral, and I, I was talking to his mum yesterday, and sort of saying that you know I hope you don't mind, but I, I don't know how I'm going to do this without sort of it being funny because everything about him was you know because famously he never drove. That was a thing, and when he wasn't driving, he was. He wasn't trying to knock various northern football clubs that you could pay on the turnstile for 10 to be 12. He was finding ways of not buying tickets to go on the train. And, you know, and his, his attitude was that, well, if you get caught without a ticket on your eighth journey, then it's worthwhile because you'd have saved money on the seven journey you didn't get caught. <laughs> Obviously, don't try us at home, kids. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and... Um, well, at least you made him get a real card then. Well, that was actually his idea, and he was very, he was very delighted. He was delighted actually because on that, I think you were on the train, the Blackburn train, mm -hmm. and we, we went did. and sat in first. We went and sat in first class. Yeah, and what happened there? It was that was a bit of a mission getting home from Blackburn because there was a, the trains were cancelled, and they were anyway. But we managed to get a train. That's right. We all ended up the first class, Preston, 
and we walked straight into first class thinking we'll get moved on from here or get charged and um no one come and check the ticket and he was so happy with that because we had a a 25 pound ticket or something and we sat in first class all the way and you know he, he lived on the fact that little victories over these big companies was sort of meant almost as much to him as a QBR victory <laughs> But he didn't get one. I, mean, I remember one of his kids saying to him once, Dad, can we not just get a rail ticket like everyone else? That you know, doesn't have to pretend that I'm seven and sort of it was, you know, but you know, terrific man, a, a very, very funny guy, and um, yeah, big heart as well. You know, he's 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 um yeah, we'll, we'll miss him very much. And um I mean we still the the lads he used to always have Jimmy Dunn first first goal scorer every game, that sort of um that tradition's carried on, but this season, I think Ethan Laird and Kenny Powell were, were part of it as well. So, you know, between us, we all take turns to kind of back one of the three to score, score the first goal. Jimmy made him a few quid last year, I think. Um, yeah. And um, he did it actually on on, the, on his last day, actually. Um, he backed Jimmy to score the, the winner against Preston, as he always did, and he, he did. So... You know, it, it, the only the solace we have is that on his sort of last day of life that, you know, he watched QPR beat Preston, won some money on Jimmy Dunn scoring the winner. And, um, you know, had his sort of last few hours surrounded by his mates drinking a couple of pints. So, um, you know, that's sort of how we're looking at it, really. And, um, and then when he passed away, it was a very quick thing. He wasn't in suffering and pain. So that's sort of what we're clinging on to, really. But... Um, so, um, but yeah, it's a, a real loss, but you know, we'll remember him fondly. So, basically, when the first home game after the funeral, it'll be nice to get a few people together and we'll all raise a grass for him mm. for sure. We'll, we'll do that as well. Um, I think it's Millwall. Um, yes, Millwall, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but listen, I think you've done them. Tremendous respect and love that came through this, your message about him and the way you talked about him. You've done him proud, mate. Um, and hopefully people can help the family, even if it's a couple of quid. Even if you then you put a five on Jimmy Dunn to score and, and it comes in and give him 50p of it in his memory sometimes would be a nice way of doing it as well. So he can live on. And as it, That's my cat. Sorry. Um, it's, um, she's... Yeah, she picks her moments. Um, but listen, you've done him proud and he will be missed. And I, even from just meeting him at time, I could tell what a lovely fella he was. And um, I'm sure you'll, um, well, I'll, I'll leave the last words to this podcast to you, in and how you describe the man and, and how much you loved him. Um, I describe him as um, a real QPR man. You know, he lived for his family and for QPR. They were his, the two went hand in hand. Um, and um, um, yeah, and I think, you know, I just want to, again, thank you so much for letting me come on here and um, talk about him and sort of raise awareness. It means a lot to, to me to be able to do it. And, you know, I know his family very, very, um, they're keen listeners of this podcast. I listen every week, so um, it'll mean a lot to them to hear us talk about him on here. Um, but um, yeah, you need to get them to start winning now. The Rangers they haven't won since he since he left us. So um, that Preston game was the last time QPR won. So 
you know, hopefully at Hull, they can turn it around and um, get back on the winning trail on on Saturday. He, he liked that. Um, but um, but I, I will say one, sorry, again, he, he, he was, what I'm thinking about it. Um, I did apologise. The other thing about it was he, he, he was a big, um, you know, he was always very quick to kind of jump on people both in the, in the stands and on Twitter and Facebook and that who he felt were kind of talking out their ass in his words. And the whole reason for the Fez thing was that um, <clears throat> he felt when Ilias Chair came back after the African Cup of Nations last year, he looked a bit down and a bit sad and was struggling for form. And in his mind, if we all wore Fezzies, that might cheer him up. He and, probably thought you were a madness tribute act. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Night Bite to Cairo and what have you, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that's sort of how he was. And he was brilliant again. I mean, my my, my daughter um, went to her, one of her first away games um, this this year. It was at Bristol City and I was working. So he and I drove up because there was another train strike and... Um, he took my daughter along with his two daughters and, um, you know, he'd always go to the coach afterwards and get the players to take selfies with the players. And, you know, me, I was, my daughter was over the moon because she got to have a picture taken with Albert Adoma and Lyndon Dykes and Chris Willock. And that's, you know, what he was. He was always, he was just great with the kids, really just a great guy. And, um, you know, a big kid, a big, big kid who, you know, no, no, fear about making himself look a bit of an idiot that was sort of what we did um you know he, he was I think the, the game against Sheffield went Sheffield United last year on Sky when Charlie Austin scored and um they panned to his face in the camera and he's sort of doing a big stupid face in front of the TV camera you know you go mate you're nearly 50 what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing and it's that was but that was him you know he you know, no ears, no graces, no shame, no, you know, but just great fun. And um, yeah, I just keep saying we'll, we'll miss him loads. And um, yeah, QBR won't quite be the same, but we'll, you know. Well, mate, you've, you've done him proud of me. He rests in peace and our love and support to his family because they're going to need a lot of love of that and support. And with people like you around them, they'll be fine as they can, as well as they can be. But listen, Really appreciate you coming on and talking about your mate Aid. And um, yeah, let's hope that um, Rangers do get a, a couple of wins for him um, before and after his funeral. And um, yeah, it's, listen, these things are never easy. And you don't need to thank us for giving you the opportunity to talk about it. He's one of us. You know, we'll do it for anyone. And um, you've done him proud, mate. So thank you for coming on. Thank everyone for listening. And please, if you can, donate whatever you can 50p, 20p, whatever, quid to the course to help the kids it's maybe even the price of a program it, it all helps thank you Ian and um, good luck for the future thanks a lot Paul no worries thanks for listening everyone Peace.